0: I want to thank you. That When you look, read all this, it's like what Alan said. It's called sacrifice. And the Bible says we, call, we ought to be living sacrifices. And people say, what does that look like? Well, if you ever want to know what that looks like in, in, in a uh, natural, look at a men, military men and women who give their lives for us, who lay down their lives for us, who have courage, who want to live long, but they, left, they don't mind dying early for the cause. And every day, whenever something goes on in the newspaper, they're responding to it. And the family and the ladies and the and their spouses and male spouses have stayed home while the husbands and wives deploy. They're heroes also because they have to do all these things in the place of two people. But it's, a, it's, a, it's an area that really sometimes you don't hear the thank you. You only hear cut it, cut this, cut that. That's because you make it look so easy. So everyone thinks you don't need all the money. But you need all the money so you can keep it looking easy. But you guys are amazing, and I just want to pray over you guys. Um, there's a couple. Did you get that picture for me, buddy? There's, there's one young man we've been praying for, um, Luis Alvarez. Um, last, last year, this time we prayed for him, he got hit with a roadside bomb, and he lost his extremities down here. And we thought he was going to die a year ago. Well, he's still here for us to pray for today. Because we know how we serve a God that we, you know, we hear the doctor's report, but we believe the report of the Lord. Next one is uh, we have Ermin's family who is deployed her daughter. She's in Alaska. And also her son, who's in the military also. And Irma's, Ms. Ermin's right here, and she's amazing. And I just want to show that, but continue when you see Louis, and you think about someone who's, who's struggling, not struggling, who's trying to fight for his life. Think about how much he gave for this country and us. So we can come here and give God the praise. Amen. We live in a country that where things are t- protected, but we have men and women who stand in the gap for us all the time. And that's what I call true missionaries of the faith and, and those who have courage. So we just pray together. Uh, you guys, who's ever standing, and uh, uh, Miss Stephanie, you, you guys were married when you were in the military, weren't you? Well, you need to stand up, man. There's two people in the military. They said they don't issue you a wife, but they better, yeah. <laughs> that, yes, they did. Yes, they did. Um, Jay Campbell said this A hero is someone who has given his or her life to something bigger than oneself. And if you're a a believer of Jesus Christ, you're heroes also because we're serving someone bigger than ourselves, and that's amazing. So can we extend our hands? I know if you're a guest you don't feel like you have to, to our heroes today, um, and just, just pray a blessing over them. And a lot of things have changed in our world because those are standing watch for us. And, Father, I just thank you this morning, God, for our heroes that stand among us. With us. Most of all, they're serving you because it's not about good pay. It's about giving their lives to someone bigger, you and their country. And for our, I just pray continued peace. We pray not, Psalms 91 for our deployed um, family members right now, God. Shama's husband, Lawrence, he's deployed. We pray a blessing over him. Psalms 91 over him right now. Give him peace in the midst of seem like turmoil. Father, I ask right now for those who are standing here on watching God, know they're going to be leaving in the next couple of months, a couple of weeks, don't even know what's going to happen next sometime. I thank you, Lord God, that you give them a peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard their hearts from the turmoil. Guard their hearts from any anxiety, God. And, Father, I just thank you for these amazing heroes. And, Father, they are our friends. So there's no greater love than a friend that lay down his life for his brother. And I thank you, Lord God, they consider us friends, but you also consider them friends because they lay down their lives every single day. Every day they get up, they know that they're doing something bigger. But most of all, they're serving you. And Father, I just thank you for this amazing uh, crew here from Grace Point Church, amazing veterans, amazing active duty soldiers. Thank you, Father, for the gift that you have given us to Grace Point Church. We honor to them today, God, as we honor you. And I thank you, God. Let them know and let them sense and really experience your love that is beyond measure. And I thank you, Father, that we all um, benefit from their courage. And we're able to stand here and give you praise away from harm because they're on the borders protecting and watching. Bless our men in service, men and women who are abroad, downrange. Watch over each and every one of them, God, from Afghanistan to Iraq, from Libya, God. We pray our head your protection, around. Our angels take charge over them, God. So, Father, we just thank you today, God, that we are serving you, but most of all, and really, as we all of serving you, we get to serve our country and serve one another. So I thank you for these warriors. I thank you for these heroes in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Come on, give them a hand clap this morning. You can do better than that. Come on. I appreciate this day and I appreciate if I can find my Bible. There it is. I keep losing this, but I'm not supposed to preach today. Oh, he don't need no Bible? Holy Spirit don't need a Bible. But a man do. <laughs> old man do. Season man, not old. Anyway, I want to get ahead and send you our second installment of Gratitude 101. And this one is really, it's, I think, is very uh, very appropriate for the day. It's called appreciation. Appreciation. It's really, again, we're talking about gratitude, just breaking out certain words in a in series of gratitude. And really, appreciation is a big one because I tell you what, it can... It, in our life today, it's so easy to wake up and not appreciate what God's done for us or the day before us. I appreciate West Texas because it goes from 90 degrees so you can cut your grass to 40 degrees within a matter of hours. It doesn't stay long here. We don't have to worry about lingering weather. It just comes and it goes. Who knows where it's going to be tonight? That's the greatest thing. I appreciate West Texas. I appreciate, I can't say that joke because my family lives in New York. I don't live there anymore. Too many storms are hitting New York all of a sudden. Never had storms before. But I appreciate where I'm at. But appreciation is such a most, it's a powerful word. And I think a lot of people today are really um, are, are being robbed of appreciating God and appreciating one another. We know we had an active week this last week. And uh, depending on who you voted for, you can, be, uh, you can be jumping for joy. You can be highly depressed. It really doesn't matter. And people are walking in that kind of genre this, this week and uh, because of uncertainty and what's going on. But there's this quote by William Ward that I really enjoy. It's, uh, it calls, he calls his three enemies of personal peace. Look at this. Regret over yesterday's mistakes, anxiety over tomorrow's problems, and ingratitude for today's blessings. Think about that. Now, I probably covered a lot of people in here this morning. You might be walked in here regretting something that you've done in the past or yesterday. Or tomorrow, you're worried about paying something or taking care of something. And you do that because either you're talking about yesterday or you're talking about tomorrow, you missed your blessing of today. So I want to cover a scripture in Lamentations. I know you all read that every day. From Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah is talking about a people, the children of Israel, being overrun. If you look at Lamentations, you don't understand the book. You'll be crying when it's done. So people after 350 years with the temple and serving God, they forgot. And God sent prophets and told them, look, it's not going to last forever unless you stop sinning. And Jeremiah was the prophet. I like Jeremiah. They call him the crying prophet because he had a job that no one was going to listen to him. But he took it anyway. Even the priests were going to try to kill him. And in Lamentations, it's right after the book of Jeremiah, and it's talking about, have you ever been to a funeral and someone does a eulogy? Right? It's five of them in there, five chapters. They call it five laments, different laments. But if you look in the middle of it, there's a thing called God's faithfulness. Because they were going into captivity for 70 years. The temple was destroyed. This was about 586 B.C. Temple was destroyed. And they thought the temple would never be destroyed because they thought it was indestructible. Because they looked at the building, not the God who owned the building. And they thought sin was going to keep the building. Was gonna, they going to do whatever they want. If you look at Ezekiel, they'll do whatever they want. And God was going to keep his presence there. It's not about the building. It's about honoring God. And they, get, and they uh, had to be run off by The Babylonians took the land, destroyed the temple. You know about Solomon built the temple, his house, destroyed everything. And God told them 100 years before this, this is going to take place unless you turn. And it didn't happen. So they're in this jam, and here is lamentations, lamenting. And I want to give you uh, maybe a, uh, because you might say, what does that really mean? It means this. Back in the day, when we were allowed to spank our kiddos, when I got a spanking, my mother would make me go sit in the room and think about it for four or five hours. So the reason why I got a spanking, because it was my fault. But I'm, And I'm lamenting on the punishment. And I would have to sit there without the TV on. Didn't have a video game then. You sat and you looked at the thing you did wrong. And then you had to write a note, I'll never do it again. And you know you're lying because you'll be spanked next week. <laughs> and I'm lamenting. And I'm like in a funeral because a funeral dirge. I'm just, I'm just lamenting. She's coming. Come on, let's go. <laughs> what? <laughs> let's go get some ice cream. Go get some ice cream before I spank you again. Okay. <laughs> no, she didn't say that. But that's what lamenting is. And you know, whenever you're going through something, there's two words I always figure out, I try to figure out. Because they were going through what I call, they weren't going through a trial, they were going through some consequences of their lives. Whenever I'm going through something, I ask this, two question, this one question. God, is this a trial, or is this a consequence of the way I was living? So when you look at that, bo- that book, it's like um, Bill Cosby say, brain-damaged chi- brain children... He told them, don't do that. They did it anyway. Now, here's the consequence. So you have a book, five chapters of lamenting, but the one in the middle is talking about faith of God. And we always sing about it, but I think sometimes we miss what it really says that gives you appreciation for God even more because you can never fall too short from God not to pick you back up and brush you back up and get you some more ice cream. He might spank you, but he loves you because he spanks you. But it's at the end of it, that ice cream cone was always good. And it says here in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 and 23, listen to this. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Never ceases. His mercies, I love the word, never comes To an end. That means God's compassion cannot be exalted. I mean, cannot be exhausted. He's always has compassion for us. 23 says this. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Now, I appreciate the fact that God's love and compassion never ends. They begin afresh each day. I appreciate the fact that I don't have to lay there in my misery. I can stand up and embrace mercy. And in the Thanksgiving season, you need to recognize it's a new season. Every day is a new day. It doesn't matter what you did two hours ago. God's mercy are new every single day. His compassion, and here it is, you need to say, never ends, never ceases. Wow. I can have appreciation for that. Now, does that give me a license to sin? No. But it gives me hope for tomorrow. You heard the scripture. Weeping may endure for a night, but what comes in the morning? So I got to go show and find my joy. If it's five o'clock in the morning, joy. Yeah, mercy, compassion. Now I have a devil who says, Hey, you know what you did? Sorry. Got mercy, got compassion. God, I love God. He has a short memory. Doesn't have to. But he does it because he loves us. I appreciate the fact that God does not lie or change his mind. Man changes the mind. How do you feel? I'm good today. I'm with you forever. Do you hack hack me off? God doesn't do that. He doesn't have those type of feelings. When he sets an emotion, you better believe he loves you. You better believe he has compassion for you. You better believe he has mercy for you. You better believe that he's for you, not against you. You better believe that his mercy is new every morning. Amen. Think about—I love this in Numbers twenty-three, nineteen. This is Balaam trying to curse the children of Israel. He tried it three times. <laughs> it didn't work because <laughs> you know why? Can't curse what's blessed. And you—last are time I checked, children of God, you're blessed. Last time I checked. Now, you might not believe it, but get up in the morning, you'll believe it. Amen. God is not a man, thank you, Lord, (laughs) that he should lie, or a son of man that he should, you know, change my mind. Has he said and will not do it? Has he spoken and will not fulfill it? That's a rap song. It's in the Bible. It's the numbers. I gotta find someone to rap that song. Have to be someone from New York. Mr. Johnson, yeah, I gotta get Mr. Johnson Rap me on. Wrap me some numbers 2319. He's <laughs> not a man that can lie. When he says, when you read his, the Bible, it's not gonna change because the seasons change. It's not gonna change because you don't feel good. It's not gonna change. When he sets in motion, how much he loves you. But you got to stop embracing the misery, guys, and, start, and start, I mean, start really meditating on your misery and start embracing the new. Yeah, it could be a bad day, but you have a good God. It can be an issue, but you can embrace the mercy and compassion. In the real script, when you look at that scripture in Lamentations, when you look at it in the King James and New American Standard, it says this, by your mercies were not consumed. Now, I might get crushed I might get pressed, but as long as I got God's mercy and his love, I am not consumed. There's a power inside of me that God has given me. so he, I will not be crushed beyond measure. Last time I checked, that was good news. You got to do this with your stuff and do this and embrace the new, the mercies. Every day you get up in the morning, there they are. Every time you, there they are. Well, I don't deserve it. It don't matter. The Bible says, there it is. That's what it says. Mercy's anew every morning. Know why I know that? Someone said, tell me how you know that. I do listen, and I get up in the morning. Oh, I'm breathing. He didn't take my breath. I might think I deserve to die because of something I've done. I'm talking to someone here today. But as long as I'm breathing, new mercies, new compassions, new level, new everything. And I've been days like that, been in those days as a young man, been in those days that all I had was a breath and a hope. His name was Jesus and it still is. So I like this. When I read, when I read this, it reminded me of a guy, and we're talking about the military today, and Appreciation. You know how many love the Apostle Peter? A I man after my own heart, isn't he? You know, I've always said, Apostle Peter. If you put him in the in the four services, I think he was a Marine. <laughs> know why? Because he would shoot and then aim. <laughs> you know what I mean? Peter was amazing, and I love. I say I love the way God put the Bible together because it shows his his uh, successes and his failures. But he was amazing. He said, you know, he shoot. Oh, ready? Aim. I got to aim first. And let's look at Peter because it starts saying Peter's life is all of our lives. When you start to about appreciating what God's done for us. And I get I went down, guys, simple. The first thing I know when I started looking at Peter, when he first got called, you know, I appreciate our callings. I appreciate my calling. Let me show you a scripture in, in uh, Matthew show the scripture, guys. Because when you say we're calling, that's so that's so complicated. Look at this. Walking by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who he called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. I'm glad they weren't from Harvard. They wouldn't have got it. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. The reason why I appreciate our calling is because God just asked us to follow him. I'm going to give you an example. I like your sneakers, man. Michael's still making money. Big Mike. Mike's still making money. He ain't played a game in years. (laughs) (laughs) Follow me. You ready? Jesus said, follow me. That's all he said. Follow me. And then when he stops and does something, we do it together. Right? He teaches me, then we do it. Then he said, follow me. So I love my calling that I follow Jesus. I don't have to know this 14 spiritual laws. I'm just following Jesus. So life becomes simple for me because I'm following Jesus. I don't have good sneakers, but I'm following Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I'm going to call you back in a minute. That's what the calling is. I appreciate our calling. You know, I appreciate the second thing. The church. A lot of us don't understand how powerful the church is. We're the fallen prey to culture. This is going under. We're going to lose it. That America's going under. Not as long as the church is here. I love the church. Matthew 16, 18. And I tell you, you are Peter again. Now he was Simon. Now you're the rock. This is his assignment. On this rock, I will build my church. And then who won't prevail? I don't see the government in there. If hell can't touch the church... What makes you think the economy can? On your confession. So all I got to do is confess Jesus. That's a strong foundation. Follow. Confess. The church. He's going to build it. Took the load off me. I can't build a church. I can't build a church. When I first got the job, I thought I was supposed to build a church. It drove me crazy. Crazy. Then I read the scripture again, the simplicity of it. That's why I appreciate it. He said he will build his church. So I have fun building people. He will build the church and the gates of hell can't prevail against it. Are y'all in the church? Are y'all the church? Because when you look at it, it talks about the called out ones. You are the church, right? So the gates of hell can't prevail against you, right? So why are we so upset about little problems in our lives? If the gates of hell can't touch you, you ought to be praising God every day. You don't understand, Pastor. Yeah, I do. You're sitting in your misery like I did, lamenting. And God's down there, mercy, compassion. Come on, little fella, get up. Ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. (laughs) And we're like, no, no, no. And then when you're talking about praise the Lord, not really, I'm lamenting. Why? Wow, you got a new morning, you got a new breath, praise him. Every breath, praise the Lord. And don't say it's not my personality, please. Peter didn't have a personality praising God. I know he didn't. He learned it. You learn it. You learn how to jump up and down and act crazy. You learn to get on your knees. You now I learn how to do this. In children's church. Jesus loves me. Yes, son. Yeah. I learned how to be an idiot in uh, children's church. <laughs> For Jesus. Thank you, honey. <laughs> I did. That's why I appreciate the church, man. It's the hope of the world. Jesus is us. The hope of glory. So where's the hope lie? You don't understand in 10 years. I so appreciate God didn't change his mind. Last thing I, I, rec- I really appreciate. New mercies. Now, Peter. Now, you got to recognize Peter. Peter, again, was like a Marine. Okay. In 16, he became the leader of the church. New church that's going to be forming. Right. Chapter 16, verse 24. He figured since I'm the leader. I can rebuke Jesus. So what does he do? Jesus said, look, I'm going to go die, rise again from the dead. He stands in front of him. No, you're not, Lord. He said, no, Jesus told him. I love it. <laughs> That's what you got to love discipleship. Get behind me, Satan. Call him Satan. Went from leader to loser in, five, in two chapters. <laughs> in a chapter and a half. <laughs> Peter's the only one that got rebuked by the son. Then he got rebuked again by the Father. Get to chapter 17, okay, in Matthew. They go up on the hill, transfiguration. Jesus turns all white and carried, and all the guys come down, and they talking. Can we build three tents? Well, that was great. That was great to want to build temples up there, Peter, but you don't get it. So Jesus already told him get behind me. So if the Father comes from heaven, this is my son, who I'm well pleased, Peter. Listen to him. What a leader. That's us. But Jesus didn't throw them out The 12. He told them the reason why I get behind me Satan, because he was thinking like a man, not like the king. Even the rebukes when you read the word are good for you. He didn't throw them out to spread because he said that. And God didn't come down. You're not getting it, Peter. You're supposed to be a leader. Listen to You can hear that thunder coming down. Oh, man. First he called me Satan. Now daddy's chomping on me. I'm out of here. <laughs> but then G, um, Peter, Jesus says, I'm going to go down the cross. And Peter says, like anybody else, like we all do, we have a Holy Ghost moment and we give a vow. I'll be with you forever. They won't stand against you. I'll be with you, sir. Jesus got arrested. You you have friends like that, right? I'll be with you. Until your trouble come. They were gone. He had better sneakers than my man. He took off. (laughs) Denied him three times. Jesus dies, risen from the dead, from the grave. Sees him a few times. But you know, Peter, I can imagine that relationship that I've sensible of us can have with God. When we thought we failed him in some kind of area, though he's with us, we feel a little awkward. He's probably worrying about, hey, I was supposed to be a leader, I blew it, I denied Christ three times, even though Christ told me he would do it. He said, I pray that you can withstand it, the trial. He said, No, I'll never d- you're gonna do it, Peter. So he shows up to him. So he told them, guys, I'll meet you at Galilee, and that's what they do. Peter, if you've been discouraged long enough, you try to go back to what you did before. A lot of commentators don't agree with I do. When someone is a man is discouraged, I know men. When they get discouraged, whatever worked before, or they were pressing their head in faith, doesn't work, they go back to what they think is comfortable. Even though it was terrible back then, you didn't catch fish back then. He said, "Let's go fishing." So he's a leader. So when the leader said, "Let's go fishing," I'll go with you. So they don't catch anything. Nothing. Reason why I like this scripture at John chapter 21. You don't have to go there at all. Reason why I like this, they're out there catching nothing, and Jesus shows up again and makes a not a gas fire, a charcoal fire. Yeah, see, charcoal's in the Bible. It's biblical. What y'all laughing at? I'm serious. You didn't learn how to cook with charcoal. Fish. He says, is that you, the Lord? Love, Peter. At that moment, he says, oh, yeah. He jumps out. He takes off. They catch the fish. But it's still awkward. It's still awkward. Because they haven't covered that yet. And when you read about New Mercies every morning, he denied Jesus three times. You know what Jesus did? He asked him three questions. Do you love me? You know what he ended the conversation with? The same thing he started back in Matthew chapter 4. Yo, kiddo. You ain't sleeping, are you? Come on, follow me. Peter had a dejected look on his face. Follow me. Wasn't feeling all that good, follow me. Thought life was hopeless, follow me. Love babies. Where's my man Sterling? In fact, no, give me, let me give a strong man. Follow me. Thanks guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Know what he was saying? That is not over. You no, know he was saying that he loves you. you no, know he was saying, don't be awkward. It don't matter what you did. You denied me three times. I already produced, I already knew it was gonna happen before I, I told you. That's why I told you. My mercies, that's why I appreciate his mercies. They're new every morning. Nothing you guys have done to foul out with God. His mercies are new every morning. So stop drooping your faces and celebrate because God still loves you and you have not lost anything. So I appreciate it. So I appreciate it. Said, follow me. You blew it? Follow me. Feeling dejected? Follow me. I didn't go anywhere. I came for you. And I'm not going to never let you go. I'm never going to let you down. I'm a man who cannot lie. It's impossible for me to change my mind. Sometimes you need to check on what God can do, but you need to also read what God cannot do. He cannot lie. He cannot be merciful. He cannot yeah. let you down. Cannot leave you hanging. That's what He cannot leave you homeless. Cannot leave you without food. That's why he calls my name. That's my name is Jehovah Jireh. Can I make it plainer for you? That's what he says. How do you stay appreciative, Pastor Rich? Let me have the worship team come up. Three things. You want to stay appreciative. How about this? No one does this anymore. Appreciate the things you have. The stuff you got. Don't look at what you don't have. Look at what you got. It's the power in that. Go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Love you, brother. There you go. Finally, brothers, whatever is what? True? Whatever is honorable? Whatever is just? Whatever is pure? Whatever is lovely? Whatever is commendable? If any of excellence... If there's anything worthy of praise. Who was the last time I checked worthy of praise? Who's worthy of praise? So think about him. Think about these things. And it ends on that, the God of peace will be with you. Second thing I really appreciate, when I want to stay appreciative, when I think things are running out of control in my life, everything else around me might change, the economy might change, my friends might change, my money might change, but I appreciate the fact that Christ never changes. Hebrews 13.8 says this. I love this. I got to end this somehow. Jesus is the same. Yesterday. Today. And I love the word forever. He didn't say tomorrow. Forever. (laughs) He loved you yesterday. I learned this as a foster kid. When I was going through all the pain. He was with me back then. He's with me today. He'll always be with me forever. And sometimes all the hope you got, that's all you need. Last thing I appreciate, everyone stand up. I'm going to teach you something today. we am going to end on teaching you something. I appreciate the power of a song to the Lord. Whenever my mother, when she was dying from cancer, and she had her hard times, she would read the Bible, she would read Psalms 23, and then you hear mama singing. And mama's one hour was closed, and she would go ahead after she sing, put on a bathrobe, put on her sunglasses, and she's still on the couch singing. I said, Mama, what is that? I said, singing gives me strength, son. I'm singing to the Lord. Someone said, that's crazy. No, that's Bible. You're going through issues. You, that's when you need to sing the most. Why? I realize I've been forgiven much. I realize mercies are new every morning. I realize that Christ looks at me yesterday today the same way. I'm his child, I'm his son, I'm his daughter. So he says, Praise me. Praise me and I'll return the power. Praise me and I'll give the glory back. Praise me. He says, Go ahead and just praise me. Give me the praise that I'm worthy, and I will take all your burden, take all your pain, and I will bring it to an end. Because I'm the one who's working it right now. But he says, that's why he habits his praises from his people. You guys ready to praise the Lord? Can we praise the Lord? We're going to close on. Let's come on, somebody. Come on, get a Lord a hand clap. Come on. Come on.